Today's episode is sponsored by the Christian Standard Bible. The goal of the CSB is to be faithful to the original languages without sacrificing clarity, all the while maintaining both accuracy and readability. With beautiful designs and multiple study Bible options, everyone, from adults to teens to children, can find a CSB Bible that they enjoy. Learn more at csbible.com. Welcome to Real Talk Christian Podcast, where we drink coffee and have real conversations on faith, culture, and society. This is Mark Hyde. And Chris Fuller. And on today's episode of Real Talk Christian Podcast, we are going to be talking about how to deal with toxic relationships. In today's culture, they say the best way to protect your mental health is to cut out the toxic relationships. And today, we're going to ask the question of what is a toxic person and should Christians view toxic people the same way as what the world tells us to? Fuller, you ready? Let's go. I was not ready for that intro. Man, you sounded like an auctioneer there. You were like, oh, I'm, man. I'm sorry. I talk so fast. I got a dollar, I got a dollar. Who give well, me two? I, was I like got one dollar, dollar, two, two, if two, two If you're watching on YouTube, my mic was way out here. I, no. was, I was like, what are we talking about? Yeah, right. It's like, I, was, I, felt like, um, I felt like one of those singers where it's like Michael Buble. No, you didn't. All of a you pull it in real close and you're sing your song. always on my mind. So needless to say, I was thinking about what to say in the music. Sure. And all of a sudden, I pulled it down. I went, oh, no. I'm supposed to talk. In Welcome. my defense, you did the intro the last two times. Well, that's because you out. were like, you know what? Why don't you do the intro? I'm like, all right. You wrote care. them. Well, you wrote the, those conversations. I'm, I'm, I'm okay. And to be honest with you, I'm a little tired. I'm not going to lie. I, I, I'm not going to lie. I went up to your bathroom, took care of business, did not change your toilet paper around. The question is, is did you get on Instagram when you were going to the bathroom? Because that's typically what you do. It doesn't matter if he has to pee or poop. If he's in the bathroom, he's on Instagram. Yep. I sure was. That's that's a problem, sir. <laughs> I was checking the RTC addiction. stuff to get ready for this episode. That's an addiction. We talked about that. We <laughs> talked about that last episode. We're not talking about that this episode, so we don't even need to bring it up. But, dude, we are talking today about a cultural topic. We are. You know, we've been talking a lot about, you know, spiritual conversations. The last two weeks, we're looking at a passage of scripture about what the last days are. And we talk about uh, RTC, it's, you know, Faith, culture, and society. And, you know, we've talked a little bit about mental health and anxiety and depression. And I figured it'd be kind of cool to bring into, okay, how do we deal with toxic, 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 toxic? That was weird. That came out really weird. But before we do, we have a lot of fun conversations to have. We do. You know, for a while there, we were doing this or that. Right? What's in a box? What's in a box? Which I think what's in a box was one of my favorite it, ones. It was pretty fun. I really enjoyed it. For the last while, we've been doing like, we've, we've been doing- asking Instagram. We've been asking our RTC Facebook community about, yes. hey, what should we talk about in the top of the episode? And today, I figured let's change it back up and go back to party cues. Party Because, you know, there's a lot of fun conversations where we talk about Beth's meatloaf. Got it in there again, guys. And, you know, but where's the about, espresso? Uh, I'm, I'm, you got to drink it. You said. No, oh, I you said. We don't have any right now. Drink the cold coffee. I don't want to drink the cold coffee. You made up the rules. See what happens? See? This is what you get for mentioning the meatloaf again. 
Uh, oh, oh, that's disgusting. It was kind of cold, and it's gotten to that. <laughs> like, it's gotten to that like, weird, weird vibe. But but either way, you know, we talk about all the time. Like, hey, we love. We want to get to people. We want to get to know people. So sure. Before we can do that, we need to lead the way. Sorry, I keep I keep <laughs> looking at way. over here. Like, what is he looking at? Oh, I'm, he's looking at the screen. I'm looking at the screen, not at the camera. But I, but it's so much fun for people to learn more about us, and then we can learn more about them and have right. those conversations with them. So I figured, let's go back to party cues and see what we can do. Oh, wait, wait, wait. We, we've Take never done this one. Oh, that's locked. Um, you got to do an, a non-locked one. What's the fingers? We did that the last time. How many? How many? Okay. Ooh. How many kids do you want? Do I want or do I have? How many kids do you want? W-A-N-T. Um, well, a good life hack to have is the way to get the best tax return is to have the most I knew you were going to break that up because you thought it was so funny before the show. You are like, I'm really going to bring funny. it up. I was just waiting for I thought it was going to be like in like the, the body of the podcast, but... I brought right it up top. early. All right, so how many kids do you want? Do I want? I want as many as God gives me. You want to fill that quiver full of arrows. I want to fill Bavon full of kiddos. Um, I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. I mean, the, like, I never thought I was going to have seven, and here I am. And so to answer that question, I don't want to say eight or nine or ten because I, I, I really am just trying to love the snot out of the kids that I have. And if God blesses us with another little baby, I'm going to love the snot out of that little baby too. Gotcha. Oh. I've had as many as I want to have. So four, three, four. Me. Oh well. Yeah. No, that's not true. <laughs> but yeah, three. So three. was, was uh, now. Here's a fun question: Was three what you always wanted, no, or did, did I you wanted not really, two? No. You wanted two. I wanted two. Okay. You wanted four. Three was good. Compromise. So you, so you, so you compromised and you went with three. Sure. And good old Shiloh. Sometimes, let's be honest, I love little boy, but he's like a three and a four. You know, Janino every once in a while goes, oh, you know, I missed the baby stage, and then Shiloh throws a fit, and I go, you know what? I don't. <laughs> Not at all. Not at all. So, Tell you what, though, the Terrorist 3 is a fun age to be in, too, isn't it? Yeah. Terrorist <laughs> is right. Terrible 2, Terrorist 3. Bin Laden didn't have nothing on these toddlers. <laughs> um, that's not true. Bin Laden had a lot on these toddlers because he killed people. Yeah, but these toddlers would kill people if they knew how. That's Let actually fair. You. That's actually fair. Let me fair. tell you what. Tyler's hate no prisoners. I've, all right, what's another fun question we got? All right, how many apps are on your phone? Oh, okay. So I used to have to guard how many apps are on my phone because I always had the smallest amount of data. But now I just have like the automatic offloading of apps where if I don't use them after a certain time, it just whoop, wipes them. Oh. How about this? Like, I the, have no idea how many apps I have. I don't have. actually know. Like, I know I got 256 gigs I can put on my phone and I never come close to it. Okay, so here's a fun question then. So if you had to keep only, let's say, four apps on your phone, which four would you do? Ooh. Which we talked about in the Facebook group, by the way. So I would probably be... Um, no, I would say phone and texting are just part of the phone. Sure, like, sure, that's just sure. part of the phone. Sure. Phone calls, phone, texting, yeah. Would you put email and Safari as just natural uh, parts of your phone in today's let, culture? Let's call it... Let's call it... E Extra just apps. E let's just call it email and well, anything on your lower bar. Right, that's so, Safari so phone, text and mail, text and email. That's all go. I got my lower bar. So there you go. That those those are your standard apps. That's true. But Facebook and Instagram, that's not your standard. That's extra. Spotify. That's extra. Spotify is not so, extra. Yes. So I would say probably Evernote. I um, I swear by Evernote. Bible Hub. Uh, Bible Hub. Bib is, that, is that your Bible app? Yes. Biblicaltraining.org. And probably either YouTube or iTunes. I can't decide which. Those would be my four. Hmm. See, I would I would have Spotify. Okay. I would have Spotify. Okay. Um probably Facebook 
I'm not on Facebook. Probably Instagram over Facebook. Mm-hmm. I'd, I'd probably choose that you one. You are more of an Insty. I, I'm a lot Insta more. Guy. Yeah, I, I like Instagram for sure. Evernote, no question. Right, right. No question. It's a lifesaver. And then actually, Facebook Messenger. So I use Facebook Messenger a lot. I put up a. I put a new. Uh, I put up, up a new thermostat the other day, and I oh like a Nest thermostat. Yeah, so like I even put like my thermostat color code. Oh yeah, to yeah, make I sure I didn't rewire it. But on my Evernote, like it's just like okay, I, got, like, no, I mean, like for the gym, I got my gym lock code, and it's been in the same code since like 2013 or something like right, that. Right, it's just a lifesaver. That's all it is. It's like oh, Evernote is like our go-to. I actually went and started paying for the the premium subscription yearly. Did you again. jump back in? Yeah, I had to. I'm like, all right, I got to do this. And see, like, and you can even see it for work. Like I have literally like my freelance. I call it my freelance stack, and like right. those are all my. Like, like, you know, sales right, leads sure. and clients and sure. blogs and ideas and, you know, free, not freelance, uh, 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 white label work and all those different things. And so I have lots of different right. notebooks, but RTC is my biggest notebook. All right, let's do one more. All right. One more. Okay. I'm ready. I'm ready. Uh, I'm ready. I'm how tired. many times have you made a public spectacle of yourself? I have seven kids. Anytime I go in public. But have <laughs> you, but how many times have you made not your kids. I you. fight to make sure that never happens. That you never make a I spectacle. I fight to make sure that never happens, that I'm a public spectacle. I can say I've probably done it, but my spectacle is not like a bad. It's like, my hey, van's I'm going to make myself like be so goofy and funny that makes people laugh. Dude, the That's last time you did that was when you did the... Uh, the uh, uh, Sour Patch Kids reel for Instagram. No, it that was. That is when you made well, that, a last like, spectacle of that yourself. one. And Bro, the whole, you danced. And the whole. Uh, you, said fat, you, you said fat kid dance. Yeah, the fat kid dance. Like, that's what you <laughs> diet, said. Diet starts and tomorrow. Is, <laughs> and then the therapist. Yeah, the therapist one was the like, last that one. That is yeah. when you made a spectacle of yourself. 100%. <laughs> but it was funny. I think the only time I made a spectacle of myself was probably when I did a uh, church management software virtual summit for, you know, for work or whatnot for other churches. And I flat out leaned into the fact that my hair was very big for that video. So I said, let's just be clear. So we all know what this workshop's about. We are not painting any happy trees. <laughs> and I said, Bob Ross has beautiful hair. I have beautiful hair. It's just a thing. Let's just move on. And I'm, and so, and they thought that was the funniest thing ever. So that's probably the well, last time I made a spectacle. You know, myself. if you can't laugh at yourself, who can you laugh at? That's my philosophy. Everybody so, else? No, that's no fun. It's not fun. It's more fun to laugh at yourself. You know, I was uh, Anyways. in, in um, back to Madam Secretary. I think it's two episodes in a row. Holy cow. And there was one where they're talking. Thanks a about, lot, Janelle. You brought it up. You did bring it up. But one of those things where it's like, you know, they're talking about like Americans and American trade is, oh, Americans can laugh at themselves, right? And so like, I wonder, like, for our international and international listeners, is that true? Do other countries and other cultures, you know, make fun of themselves like we do here in America? Probably now I'm not. curious. I'm actually genuinely curious. I like to look at myself as like a Jim Gaffigan. Isn't that his name? Gaff- Gaff- Jim Gaffigan, yep. yeah. Like, you know. Go Except for the like, fact that you like camping and he does, he has a I know, beautiful joke somet- about camping. Sometimes, camp I, sometimes I even bring out the, the Jim Gaffigan you do. voice. And I'm like, you do. Oh, fat kid likes a donut. <laughs> you do, but, but so many times the RTC humor that you bring up is so similar to the Jim Gaffigan style of humor, we, though. We just have very similar humor. It's true. So, like, that is really true. Yeah, I'm the Jim Gaffigan of Real Talk Christian Podcast. <laughs> so, who would I be then? Bob Ross. <laughs> oh, pretty trees. We're going to paint that. I'm too happy to be Bob. I am way there, too hyper to be Bob Ross. There are no mistakes, just happy just little happy accidents. Little accidents. <laughs> you see, we're going to paint a happy little squirrel. You know, one person, okay, so uh, another fun fact. My daughter has a Bob Ross doll. 
Evie has a Bob Ross doll, and mm-hmm. it's literally like it's. I think it's it's about that big, and she calls it her daddy doll. She cannot go to sleep without her daddy doll. I need my daddy doll. And I posted on Instagram and someone's like, you should be Bob Ross for Halloween. And I'm like, like this? Yeah. When I intentionally grew up my hair and then fluffed right. it to be Bob Ross for uh, Student Ministries Halloween. Funny. It was glorious. So Bob Ross, Jim Gaffigan, welcome to the Road Talk Rush Podcast, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. It's going to be a great show. <laughs> I love it. Well, dude, this is the third episode we're recording tonight. And YouTube Link can figure that out because we look the exact same. Yes. The but exact okay. same. You but know we what? Are, oh, go ahead. Go, it, what, you know what? What, what I know? But what you I know, know what? what? It what? doesn't matter because the jokes are still real. <laughs> but oops, I wasn't ready on the pad. But, you know, normally we drink coffee in every episode, but we are not drinking any it coffee. It is 10-18 on a Friday night, and we both have stuff to do tomorrow. You have, have your anniversary to do tomorrow, and I do not. I have a Beauty and the Beast play to go see at you it's know supposed how, to be like three hours long. I'm like, oh, goodness. <sighs> Holy cow. That's a long time. You want to know what our plan is for tomorrow? What's that? We have intentionally, we told the kids at dinner, they are not allowed to wake us up before like 9 a.m. We are sleeping because it's it's been a long couple weeks. I mean, we talked about the- 9 a.m.? Yeah. My kids are going to already have us up for three hours. That's what I'm saying. Like, But this is the beautiful thing about having older kids that can turn on TVs and help get breakfast, like help get like granola bars and here's your, like we already pre-pour the milk and whatnot. And the kids have their You have bottles. a babysitter is what you're saying. 100%. You have a, a built-in babysitter. We have three. We have three. Ava, Sadie, and Elliot, they can all help take care of the little people. You're like, ha, ha. It is glorious. Yeah. It's also not fun when they back talk you and you got to do a whole bunch of stuff because we're dealing with lying and other things like that. But you know what? We said we're sleeping in. Do not wake us up. Do not tell us you're hungry. Eat a dang granola bar because when we wake up, dad is cooking a big old brunch feast. Nice. That's his, that is nice. what we're doing. We're doing a big old brunch feast. Then my mom's coming for dinner and then me and Beth are bouncing. We're going to go... Watch a movie at the movie theater. That's one of her favorite things to do. Sure. Well, get, get, some, get some good dinner. Um, what movie are you going to see? The new one with Shane Tatum and Sandra Bullock. I have no idea. Lost. Uh, is it, that's not Lost City, is it? I don't remember what it is. But basically, they get lost in a jungle. And I love Shane Tatum and I love Sandra Bullock. Speaking, and then there's also uh, Brad Pitt in it. Speaking so of funny. jungle, though, have you seen Jungle Cruise? I did oh. with the ride. That was, oh, that was hilarious. hilarious. It was so funny. Anyway, so back to coffee. We're not drinking back coffee. To coffee. We're not drinking coffee because we want to go to sleep and we're already tired. We do not need we, to be any more. We hyper. are. We're actually going to power through this episode. So I am drinking. I am drinking coffee before it enters the coffee beans. The, <laughs> the I'm drinking water. The purified. I'm version drinking of coffee. water. I'm drinking this up before it hits the dirty. I'm beans. drinking lacroix. You're drinking lemon. 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 Lemon lacroix. Which, to it's be honest so with you, is not one of my favorite lacroix. It's actually. very... Very tasty, in my opinion, it's, but do you that's like, okay. But do you like straight lime LaCroix, too? Because I don't like that one no, too much. No, I'm either. not a big fan of the lime. I will drink it if it's the only thing there, but it's not my favorite. What's your favorite? But I'm still a bubbly AHA guy, I was going to say, what's your favorite? If I said, okay, you had to pick one of your favorite drinks to mm. drink on the show, besides coffee. I would what, probably what drinking say flavor would you do? the orange bubble. Orange bubbly. Yeah. Okay. Probably my favorite. See, I would definitely go LaCroix, and I think I would go with uh, Pompele Mousse. Oh, Pompele Mousse. Which, LaCroix. in case you're wondering, is grapefruit. <laughs> or or the... Uh, I hate grapefruit. What is it? Ra- ra- it. Razzle Crayon? Is that the other one? Raspberry Cranberry? You're, you're a LaCroix guy, though. I love LaCroix. Uh, Hots are good. Bubblies are good. Uh, splendids are good, but I like actual It's just LaCroix. funny how everybody has their own flavor. Now, they're all different. They're, they they are, are all different. They all have a, a certain amount of fizz to them to flavor ratio. Oh, no, ratio. I got to sneeze again. I got to sneeze again. This he's is going to So while he's sneezing, we're going to move on here. 
to uh, well, we got a review, but we before have a we big old review, before we dive into the review that I'm going to make Mark read. Oh man, because you know, just because I will be honored to read this, good sir. And uh, if I someone typed this out, we uh, have the due. You know what? We have to do the we due have the diligence, due responsibility here. to yes. read it. But uh, before we dive into that, there's still, as of time of recording, 15 spots left on the iTunes review to enter to win the CSB Study Bible. I highly recommend that you do. Also, if you are not already yeah, currently... Yep, we only have 85. We only have 85, guys. It, right, see? And if you have not already currently uh, watching us on YouTube, I highly recommend that uh, you go to youtube.com, go to Real Talk Christian Podcast, hit that subscribe button ding. and the little bell, ding. And uh, yeah, I think we're going to be putting out, or at least I will be, and probably you too, putting out some random live videos from a Real Talk I Christian Podcast. For it. And the only way that you will have access to this is if you are subscribed to the YouTube channel. So do it. All right, Mark, go ahead and read this. Uh, oh, before wonderful. I do that, Spotify, we have 197 ratings. 197. That is legit, Spotify we, we got fam. A, we got a 204 subscribers on YouTube. Too. Here's the crazy thing. I was looking at our stats the other day, and we are up to like, is it like 85 or 90% of our listeners are Spotify fam? Uh, 78 78 And then the second one, the last month, has been Pandora. Pandora, 8%. Which is amazing. That's pretty cool. It's so cool to see people find us all over the place. But this review was left for us on Apple Podcasts, which sadly Thank is the you. only place to do it. And it's from Scarlet Nugget. Scarlet Nugget. And Wait, what kind of nugget? It's a Scarlet one. Sorry. Does that mean Chick-fil-A? Because anyway. Chick-fil-A is red. Oh, Chick-fil-A. Good, my buddy. All right, love me some Chick Fil A, some some of the Lord's chicken. But Eddie, so Scarlet Nugget says, and this is a long one, guys. So, stick but we love with it. Me. Here we go. I was living 28 years of my life as a quote unquote Christian, doing the bare minimum. I have the typical story of growing up in the church on Sundays. I was taught to be kind, to love, and to forgive. I was taught to ask for forgiveness for my sins, that Jesus died for those sins, and that I would hopefully one day be with Him in heaven. That's all I basically knew of Christianity. When I moved out as a young adult, I decided church was no longer a priority. I could finally sleep in on Sundays. I spent 10 years of my life of, oh, I spent 10 years of my adulthood not loving as I should, not forgiven as I should, only praying when times were tough, judging others for just about anything, living in sin with little regret. This list can go on and on, pages long. My world came crashing down last August when my daughter was born 10 weeks early with many complications, and I immediately started blaming God. Um, uh-oh. I even told him I hated him. I screamed at him. The anger I felt towards him was indescribable. How could he do this to her, to me, to us? Did I live a life so bad that I deserve this? I got you. I ultimately felt like I was being punished. My daughter spent 47 days fighting in the NICU. Her fighting end on October 3rd, 2021, and she fought so hard, I felt so broken. I felt like an orphan. I felt completely disconnected from my life and from everything I knew about God. I vowed to never speak to him again, nor did I feel I needed a God who would leave me deserted. It didn't take me long to knock on his door again. I needed him no matter how hard I pushed him away. My soul felt his presence even in the darkest time of my lives. And a few days after her passing, I decided to talk to God again. It was awkward. I felt the shame of the hateful things I said to him during our last conversation. I asked God to take my sadness, my tears, my pain, the feeling of emptiness, my guilt, my sin. Just take everything. In that same prayer, I told God I trusted him and his plan for me. It was the most challenging conversation I've ever had 
It was in that moment I felt someone hugging my heart and my soul. I received signs from God shortly after that conversation. It took me 28 years of life to really start understanding his word, his promises, his love, and that needed, uh, and that I needed to appreciate everyone around me has a story worth hearing. I am so eager to learn his word, to learn to live with his purpose, to learn how to pray better, to love more, to care less about the little things, to forgive, and etc. Your podcast has been my guidance. I feel enlightened after listening to an episode. I feel more confident in my faith because of y'all. Not you guys, y'all. I love the way you break down the lesson slash conversation, how you bounce your thoughts off each other and opinions off of each other respectfully. I have decided to live my life with purpose for God for my daughter, and for all my brothers and sisters. Thank y'all for what you do and for being a part of my spiritual journey. You must know that your words have helped change lives. Scarlet Nugget, I don't re- know what to reach say after out that to one, man. us and, uh, via email. We'd love to continue the conversation and come alongside of you. And we'd also love to send you uh, a little something special. A little, a little something special. So hit us up. Hit us up with that email. Give us your name, address, and we and, will get you, Neil, to get And when you it. give us your name and your address, don't forget to let us know that, hey, I am Scarlet Nugget because obviously we be don't glorious. know what Scarlet Nugget And is. thank you for picking me up when my, my app decided it wanted to freak You know what? Me. That was so flawless of us. That was almost rear theater style. It, it, was, <laughs> it was pretty awesome. Because apparently when you accidentally click on the image, it's like, oh, you yeah. want to see the Boop. whole thing right now? Yeah. No, I, I don't. I want to keep reading. Yes. But either way, Scarlet nugget and for everyone else all you 84 other people who left reviews over on apple podcast land thank, thank you you should we jump in the conversation my dude let's go all right so it seems like you know the the whole idea of toxic relationships has been growing like crazy to the point where christians and non-christians and you know a lot of people I, i'm friends with on facebook maybe you've seen this too you know they start talking about the fact of you know, they talk about blood's thicker than water, but in reality, no, it's not. And even if you have bad parental relationships, you need to cut them out for the sake of your own mental health and mental stability because people are going to ruin your lives if you let them. Mm. You know, and so that kind of has led a, to a lot of conversations of, you know, you want to cut the toxic people out of your life and you want to clean up your life and you want to do this, that, and the other. So I think it'd be really cool in today's conversation to kind of go through that a little bit and kind of walk through, okay. So what is a toxic person? Um, is it something that we should be aware of? Does the Bible have anything to say about it? And what we should do about it? And just to be clear, the term toxic person hasn't really been around all that long. It hasn't, which I thought was really interesting. Like, this is a whole new concept and part of the woke culture, quote unquote. Quote unquote. So I would say in, in the mental health advocacy culture too. Yes and no. Because woke is more the reality. Well, I guess toxicity for that also has a play in the fact of uh, uh, something with woke culture as well. It's woke culture because 10 years ago, you would have never heard of a person called a toxic person. They would have been called probably a narcissist. Okay. It's a difference. That's true. So, So, okay, so let's lead into it. So, like, obviously the word toxic has been around for a very, 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 very long time. Britney Spears did not create the word toxic. (laughs) (laughs) I was waiting to say that, but you know, the word toxic has been around for like, you know, for forever. But in 2018, fun fact, this word became the word of the year, but primarily around the idea of relationships and people that need to be removed 
from your life, like literally removing cancer from your body, toxic mm. things, toxic waste that falls into the ocean. We need to get the toxicity out so it doesn't ruin and affect the rest of our lives. And as mental health has risen and in need and as substance, the conversation around toxic people has arisen too. So really quickly, I'm just giving you the quick breakdown of here's how the episode's going to work. Let's go. Here's all the questions. Let's and then go. we go hit them. Let's go. All right. So first we're going to start with what is the world's definition of toxic people? Then from a biblical sense, can people actually be toxic? And are there different ways for a person to be toxic? Or has this been a label that we have just slapped on people? What does the Bible say about this, if it has anything to say? What does the Bible say we should do with said people? Should we just cut them out and focus on ourselves? Or is that too selfish on our end? What should we do if we find people like this in our lives? What if it's a spouse? And is there hope for people that find themselves in tough situations? You ready? I'm ready, man. I'm, Let's go. I'm along for the ride. All right, buckle you're up, the, my friend. You're the driver. I'm the driver. All right, here we go. That's that's a scary ride for you guys to be on. So what is the world's definition of toxic people? So this comes from WebMD. So let's be honest. When you go to WebMD, you have a common cold. They pretty much tell you you have cancer. but Or I COVID. Think, or COVID. I think, or let's be honest, you're like, oh, I cut my toe. Um, you need to be amputated. What? Right. Like, if you're sick, don't go to WebMD. But I did go to WebMD, and I also went to a website called Psych Central to get definitions of sure. what the world says toxic people are, right? So WebMD says a toxic person is anyone who, uh, uh, sorry, a toxic person is, is anyone. anyone whose behavior adds negatively and upsets your life. Many times, people who are toxic are dealing with their own stresses and traumas. To do this, they act in ways that don't, present them in the best light and usually upset others along the way. Psych Central says, often the phrase toxic person is used to describe someone who is subtly or outwardly manipulative, self-centered, needed, or controlling. These behaviors may manifest from underlying feelings of low self-esteem and mental health conditions such as narcissistic personality disorder, which you talked about, which I find it interesting the fact that they say that being a narcissist is a personality disorder, not a choice. Hmm. which I think is interesting, childhood trauma, or other deeply rooted personal issues. So here's the question of, okay, so what are some signs that someone may be toxic? Here's what Psych Central has to say, the same place that we just read about the definition. <clears throat> I don't know why, but I'm having a really hard time talking tonight. So <laughs> Psych Central says people are, this is, this is someone who may be toxic. People tend to have toxic behaviors, might not be easy to spot. But aside from noting how they make you feel, there are a few signs um, to look for that may indicate that a person is toxic. These signs include the following. Drama may follow them everywhere they go, and their life may seem to be the storyline of a TV soap opera. Main okay. character vibes. That's what we're going for. They can be masters of manipulation, yet you might not notice this until you witness them doing it to somebody else rather than you. They might constantly judge others, including you. Their neediness may be suffocating, yet when you need them, they disappear. They ghost you. They may not see themselves as the problem, but in reality, it may just be everyone else's fault. So that's what the world has to say about toxic people, Fuller. So my question is, is A, do you think this is a fair definition? And B, what are your thoughts about what we just read? Because um... I know you got some. Uh, don't I'm, save them i'm i'm learning right now so wait you're learning what do you mean you're learning so this this aren't you all wise all knowing no <laughs> not even close not even a little bit 
But this is a, a newer term, right? So 2018 is when it became known as a toxic, like that we changed the well, word. Well, enough toxic, that it became so. word of the year. So yeah, sure. yeah definitely. Sure. Um, you know, I know what a narcissist and a manipulator is, and I know there's definitely scripture against being a manipulator. Um, to me, I just, to me, toxic seems like it might be what the Bible describes as selfishness, self-centeredness, okay. uh, manipulative. That's what I see. <clears throat> um, but well, let's see. Let's jump in and see what the Bible says. I, I think we need to get more of a a sense, a biblical sense of what the Bible might consider people. So before I do that, though, do you think toxic toxic is a fair word to use about people like this? Or do you um, want to get to that later? Initially, I'm going to say no, and I'll explain later. Why. All right, that sounds good. Okay, so you want to jump into what does the Bible say? Let's do it. What does the so, Bible say? Ring, ring, ring. So from a biblical sense, can people actually be toxic, and are there different ways for a person to be toxic? So I have one, two, three, four, five, six verses about this, and we can kind of then from there start to build our definitions. A sure, bit. sure. So in 1 Corinthians 15, 33 through 34, the Apostle Paul says, do not be deceived. Bad company corrupts good morals. Come to your senses and stop sinning. For some people are ignorant about God, and I say this to your shame. Mm -hmm. Proverbs 13, 20 through 21 says, The one who walks with the wise will become wise, but a companion of fools will suffer harm. Disaster pursues sinners, but good rewards the righteous. 1 Corinthians 5, 11 through, well, actually, it's 1 Corinthians 5, I'm sorry, 9 through 13 says, I wrote uh, to you in a letter, which shows that there, there, there's a letter before 1 Corinthians, I think it's fine. I wrote to you in a letter not to, to do not associate with sexually immoral people. I did not mean the immoral people of this world or the greedy or the swindlers or the idolaters. Otherwise, you would have to leave the world. But actually, I wrote to you to not associate with anyone who claims to be a brother or sister and is sexually immoral or greedy, an idolater, verbally abusive, a drunkard, or a swindler. Do not even eat with such a person. For what business is it of mine to judge outsiders, those outside the faith? Don't you judge those who are inside, though? God judges outsiders. Remove the evil person from among you. Proverbs 14, 7 says, stay away from a foolish person. You will gain no knowledge from his speech. In other words, you ain't going to gain nothing from what he has to say. <laughs> Proverbs 22, 24 to 25 says, don't make friends with an angry person and don't be a companion of a hot-tempered one, or you will learn his ways and entangle yourself in a snare. Psalm 1, 1 through 2 says, how happy, I, I love this translation, how happy is the one who does not walk in the advice of the wicked or stand in the pathway with sinners, or eat in the company of mockers. Instead, his delight is in the law. Oh, no, sorry, his delight is in the Lord's instructions, and he meditates on it day and night. King Jimmy almost came out on that one. So, <laughs> from right there, here's what we got to ask the question of. Okay, so this is what the Bible says about who to stay away from, right? And I did not include the passage that we talked about previously, where it talked about you know in the last days. Here's what all the people say: so avoid them. Which I think is interesting that the Apostle Paul says here in First Corinthians five, where it says. You know, basically, you're excluding yourself from everyone outside of the world. They're not even looking at them or talking about right. them. But then he tells Timothy, avoid these people. Right. But is he talking about those people or is he talking about those who were with us but not part of us? And I think that's a good question. So but right here in the Bible, it does say that we should exclude ourselves from some people. 
And it talks about, you know, the fact of come to your senses and stop sinning because bad company corrupts good morals. Well, I think it don't talks walk about with the, don't walk with the, 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 what's the word, what, what am I looking for? Uh, don't, uh, don't walk with the companion of fools. But I think that's more of following, right? I think all okay. of these scriptures are talking about following in those footsteps. So Psalm 1, 2, happy is the man who does not walk in the advice, right? Walking means you are following, you are doing, you are listening to that advice. Um, don't make friends with an angry person. Um, that's being a friendship to where that person is influencing you to be angry, I think, because you don't have to be like you can witness to somebody and not have to be their friend right so so the question is 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 this different from a than from a toxic person like because the, the bible does say that we should avoid certain people if i now says it well yes and no but are these toxic people or is this something different well i think that so you you keep hitting back on that second timothy passage right right okay so let's i'm gonna pull it up i'm okay. gonna pull it up so second timothy three one through five Yep. But Why did you it, go to Facebook? I'm not. I'm going to here so I can type in Google. Do you use Facebook app or do you use Facebook in your browser? Uh, both. That one was because I clicked on something in my Facebook app and it pulled it up on the browser. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, okay, so, so, second. so 2 Timothy 3, 1 through 5, where it says, but understand this, that in the last days there will come times of difficulty. Yeah, I want to I read past and then 5, though. Read past 5. For among them, right, so avoid these people. For among them are those whom their way into households and deceive gullible women. So these are the people that you're avoiding that they are going in into households. To, to deceive, right? You're deceiving okay. uh, gullible women, overwhelmed by sin and led astray by a variety of passions, always learning and never able to come to the knowledge and never able to come to the knowledge of truth. Those are the people you should be avoiding, right? Not avoiding people that just are, are sinning, but those who will never come, never be able to come to the knowledge of truth. Just as Janus and Jambres resisted Moses, right? Mm -hmm. So these are, which there's no scripture that talks about these two names, but yeah, which I think is interesting, but they're, they're in the midrash and 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 there's, there's different teachings from the rabbis on that. Um, so these are resisted the, they, uh, so, so these also resisted the truth. All right. So we're not supposed to be around those that uh, resist the truth means they know it and they resist it. They are men who are corrupt in mind and worthless in regard to the faith, right? These are Christians who know the truth and are worthless Corrupt in the in faith. Mind and worthless these are the people that we're supposed to avoid, right? So okay. we can't just stop at avoid these people, right? We have to continue on and read it all in context. But they will not uh, make further progress, for their foolishness will be clear to all, as was the foolish of Janus and Jambres. Okay. So I think the toxic people, right, the people that we should avoid are those who know the truth and resist the truth. Again, that unforgivable sin that we talked about, Okay. those are the people you should avoid. So, but now granted though, like, so I'm going back to this list from Psych Central where it talks about like, what are some signs of a toxic person? If drama may follow them everywhere they go. They're masters of manipulation. Sure. They judge, they are, they're suffocating. But then when you need that, like, basically it's like, they expect everything from you. Then you're like, Hey, can I have some help? They're like, nowhere to be found. Sure. And then they might not see themselves as the problem. They blame everyone else for their problems. So the question is, is can Christians be toxic and have to cut different people out? Or is it more the fact of there's always going to be people in our lives who, because let's be honest, if someone doesn't follow Jesus, they're naturally not going to hold. I mean, I mean that th- that's not true because there are some people that don't follow Jesus that try to live good moral lives. Sure. 
But so what do we do with someone, though, who is like this? Because, you know, I look at people like, you know, just thinking of, you know, all the church life that you and I have both been a part of and all these conversations we've had on air and off air. And, it, and every time I read one of these things, like different people pop up in my head. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, okay, is there a difference between do we actually have to? Because because right now what the world says is you need to cut toxic people out of your life, whether it's family or friends, it does not matter. Your personal mental health is more important than their feelings. So wouldn't that make them toxic? Makes make the person them, the person who's doing the cutting out toxic or the other person? I'm just asking, right? Because they're saying the person that's toxic is the one that's always wanting for themselves and is always focused on themselves and manipulating for themselves. But if you cut somebody out, doesn't that make you only looking out for yourself? Does that make you toxic? That's a question. Or, and, and, and this is the passage that we'll maybe bring up later, is the fact of, or is that what the Bible says for guard your heart, for out of it flows the issues of life? Mm, I think you have to be careful, though, right? Because if I say guard my heart, then I'll, okay, well, I need to guard my heart, and I need to be outside of the world because the world's full of evil. Mm-hmm. So I just need to stay away from everything and everybody. Which which was which what, is specifically what the, spoke, what spoke the it against. What the Corinthians <laughs> did, and they did these different things, and I like how this fact of the fact that said, uh, um, I did not mean the immoral people of this world or the greedy or the swindlers or the idolaters. In other words, the people who are in the world, they're going to be like this. I didn't mean to not associate with them. Otherwise, you would have to leave the world because it's full of people like that. Right. He's talking about people who are inside the church that do it. Well, there's a procedure for that, right? Okay. What's the procedure? What's the church discipline procedure? Um, if basically you go to someone. Okay. And you talk with them. Okay. And if they don't listen, you bring somebody else. Right. If they don't listen, you bring an elder of the church. Right. And then if they don't listen, then you bring it to the church. Right. So are you cutting them out of your life or is the procedure to continue to try to convince them until ultimately you have to cut them out of the church? But where's an individual cut? Where does Paul say it's okay for an individual to cut another individual out? No, there's a process, right? You go to, you have an issue, you go to them, right? Leave your gifts at the altar, you go to them. Now, if they is, don't listen, yeah, if they don't listen, right? Because they're sinning, right? We're talking about toxic people. Let's go back to your, what's your definition here? Uh, drama may fall on master manipulators, constantly judging others, neediness by suffocating. This is from Psych Central, right? Mm-hmm. So this isn't even scripture, but this is Psych Central, right. what they're saying. Right. So if we look at that master manipulation, we know is a sin, right? Mm-hmm. Judging others, uh, depending on the context, right? Could be. Um, suffocating neediness, uh, yeah, probably is, uh, there's sc- some scriptural basis behind that too. Uh, and may not see themselves as the problem. It may be everyone else's fault. So not taking responsibility. There could be, you know, the, some pride involved. So there, there's some sin involved is what we can agree on. Right. Right. Yep. What they're calling a toxic person. The church has a procedure to deal with that. Right. Internally. Sure. Then I don't want to say internally, like it's an internal matter, but more the fact of with our own, People, and this is, we should say this is, this is where some of the struggle comes is the fact of today's church, I feel like is very different from the New Testament church, where a lot of times in today's church, it's full of people who, you know, we create churches for, you know, unsaved people to enjoy rather than a close fellowship and community of brothers and sisters. Which is completely wrong. And we've had that discussion right. of, of we, th- I mean, the church is for saved people and we're supposed to go out, <laughs> right? And, and proclaim the gospel. Um, I think there's a procedure for Christians, right? Now, mm-hmm. This is not speaking just as Paul said. I'm not talking to unsaved in the world, right? I, okay. can't, I can't speak to that because that's up to God. 
and the world's going to do what the world's going to do. But as Christians go, I think there's a procedure to deal with what they're calling, what the world calls toxic. I call sin, right? There's some sinful acts okay. going on, and there's a and there's a procedure and a way to do it right properly, biblically. There's a way to deal with it, and I think if we up and just cut them out of our lives, maybe we aren't following scripture. Maybe we are not in ourselves. We're starting to sin in that because we're not allowing due process, mm -hmm. right? So there should be due process. We should always go and speak the truth in love. We have, we're, we're commanded that if we have ought against our brother, we're to go to them. If our right. brother has ought against us, it was, it was taken both, both ways, ways, right? And, and the, uh, and the synoptic gospels, it was, it was told both ways. So if they have ought against me or I have ought against them, we're supposed to go to each other. And then if we don't listen, there's a next step. We take two or three. And if they don't listen, you take a few more. And if they don't listen, you take it before the church. So there is a procedure that the Christians, and I think it's very important that we follow it. And I think the dysfunction in the church comes because we don't follow that procedure. We just get offended by something that may be a sin or may not be a sin. And we start cutting people out of our lives, which is not what we're called to do. We're called to love people. And everything that we do and we deal with is not supposed to be to give us satisfaction. It's supposed to be to help the other person. So what I'm hearing you say is the fact of the word toxic. We are, are you saying we like to slap around that word or is that just a describer of these people are for, for lack of a better word, they're generally narcissists for the word revolves around them. Y yes. I, I think it's a, you can, you can dicker back and forth on terminology of what, right. what this word means. And, um, I think rather than, and, and we don't I think rather, than, yeah, I think rather than labeling, we could just deal with the issue, right? What makes them quote unquote toxic and let's deal with that issue. It's the sin. Let's deal with that sin. Right. Then, and, right? and so right here, you know, so what did the Bible say about, you know, quote unquote toxic people? Sure. It says there's a difference between Christians who sin. And I don't, I don't want to just say Christians who sin because we all sin, but a Christian who, I think this is the big thing with first Corinthians is, is who actively and openly lives in grotesque sin. Right. Well, there's, there's this talking about someone who it, it's talking about like the, the son who was sleeping with his step right. mom and the whole church knew about it and didn't give a rip. Right. And, and Paul dealt with that. Right. Right. And, and there was a procedure it's kinda that like, went. it's kind of like, you know, these like right now there's a pastor who was having this massive affair and then, you know, he, he got caught. He walked up on Sunday and basically said, um, yeah, I got caught. I'm sorry, but, I'm glad for God's grace and just went on like nobody's right, right. business. It's like, holy crap, back yeah, up. No, there's, there's back a, up. there's a pr un, unwritten process that has to happen at that right. point. It's, right. It's, there's it's counseling. That, there's, but that goes into cheap grace versus costly grace, right. you know? And, but so with this, there is a difference between Christians who sin and believe unbelievers who sin, because you know, the apostle Paul says, you know, expect an un, and we talk about them on the right. show all the time. It's like, right. expect someone who doesn't follow Jesus to live as if they don't follow Jesus. But then you have to take it like that, right? right. So as an unbeliever, if so, they come to you and they're toxic, do you cut them out? I don't think so because you're still the witness, right? But you still have to use wisdom. You sure. I think that's where the Proverbs and the Psalms come sure, in. Sure, you use wisdom, but you don't have to cut them out. They're an unbeliever. You can't expect them to, right? It's like a it's like a baby. You can't expect them to know that they have to use the potty until you teach them to use the potty, right? They're going to just crap wherever. Right. And it's the same way, right? I can't expect a an unbeliever to understand how to properly treat people or how to properly love people because they don't have that understanding because all love comes from the Father. And I would even say a young Christian who's learning. Sure. 
Well, exactly. Yeah. I mean, that's why the Paul talks about spiritual milk and spiritual meat. You know, there's a difference, right? As you continue to grow into the Lord, there, there's a huge difference. I think where it comes into where it can get messy is those who are truly believed and, and are, are true believers and those who are snakes are wolves in sheep clothing. Mm, okay. The ones that Paul is warning Timothy about to avoid these people, right? The ones that are coming in that know the truth and are denying the truth and are coming and in trying to literally being kill, divisive. And destroy those people, that toxic person, that's the people we need to AKA step out of the church as far as, Hey, we're going to go to you. You're not listening. You're denying the truth. You're denying the truth. We go through the steps and then we cast you out. That's the process, right? That's how we deal with each other. And it should always be for the benefit of that person, not for anything but the benefit of that person and the people around, right? I should never go, Mark, I'm cutting off ties with you because you offended me, right? No, if there's an offense, I'm supposed to come to you and go, brother, that really hurt me when you did this. And then based on your response, it depends on, or you could be like, oh, Chris, I'm sorry. I never meant to. All right, man, let's, let's work through this. Or screw you, Chris. I don't care what you have to say. And then I go, okay. And then I go get Brandon and Scott. And I go, Mark, I'm coming to you again, brother. You really hurt me when you did this. And depending on how you act, it depends on the next step. You know what I mean? And that's how we're supposed to act with one another. That's the way it's laid out biblically for us. And I think that's how we deal with quote unquote toxic Christians, right? I can't, I don't want to say toxic people because obviously there is a difference between how we so, treat unbelievers yeah, and believers. Yeah, so, so let's lean into that. So how do we, okay, so as believers, we're called to be ambassadors. We're called sure. to be God's representatives and we're called to impact the world and you can't impact the world unless like the apostle paul says like you can't just cut yourself out of the world like you can't just be like you know my my, my work is full of toxic people so because they're not believers i'm going i'm going bounce and go no i think there is something to be said of you don't need to stay at a job of a terrible boss just because you know there, there i think there's some differences with that but how do we in our in our earthly wisdom in the wisdom that God gave us, you know, that what we see in Proverbs where it's like, stay away from a foolish person. Don't make friends with an angry person. Um, how happy is the person who walks, you know, with Jesus and doesn't sit or, you know, you know, walk alongside with those who are just mockers and are, are sinners. So how do we as Christians then, in your opinion, how do we use the wisdom to, impact the world and to be connected with the sinners, not remove ourselves from the world, but still use wisdom in such a way where we can impact, but not be affected, not be, uh, do you, do you, do you know what I'm saying? Like not, not be changed by it. So you have to, first of all, be established in your identity with Christ, right? Okay. In order to not be affected, um, you have to have, accountability with a Christian brother that can speak into your life, right? So mm -hmm. there is always going to be temptation when you're out in the world, right? To fall into bad more, more, uh, morals. Um, and that's where it's, that's why we need to go out. I, I believe Jesus was really smart when he sent them out in pairs, right? You talk about the 70, the 70 disciples he sent out in pairs. Sent out in pairs, yes. And and if you look at most of scripture, you you don't see many apostles going out by themselves. They always went out Peter, in pairs. Peter, it was always Peter and John, or it was right. Saul and Barnabas, or Saul and or, or Paul and Silas, and then right. Silas and John Mark, and right. then T Timothy and Luke and Paul. Right. Yeah. So, so they've always went out in pairs. Or in some small group, and, yeah. And, and granted, there's probably a lot of interaction where they didn't have that. But 
if I look at how Christ himself dealt with one flat out exactly what Paul warns Timothy of those those manipulators those who know the truth and deny the truth the Pharisees and how Christ dealt with Pontius Pilate an unsaved person mm-hmm. and how he dealt with all these people right and the sinners the tax and, collectors and what's the thing he said father forgive them for they don't know what they do right he didn't say well I'm cutting you out and I'm cutting you out and I'm, he said father forgive them now granted I mean he he came to this earth for a purpose right and that right. purpose was to die on the cross as a payment for our sins but I think we can take a a a look at Christ and how he dealt and say, Hey, listen, I know, right. I, I, I mentally know that they don't know what they're doing as an unsaved person. And I, and I have to keep that in my mind and it's not easy to do. And I'm not saying I'm perfect at it. Right. I get upset at times when I get mistreated or I get lied to or manipulated by an unsaved person or by a safe person. Cause it's not cool. It's hurtful, right? Yeah. It's not cool. But w- what is supposed to be our response right? We're supposed to be ambassadors to these people, right? Mm-hmm. They don't know any better. This is their sin nature coming out. And for a Christian, well, they should know better, but then, hey, we have a process of what we're supposed to follow when that happens, right? Because if they're truly a Christian, they should want to love. And and so, hey, I want to point this out to you. Hey, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to do that. And there's love back and forth. Or sometimes they may not see it. And you may have to take a couple other people for them to see it. Uh, I just, I wholeheartedly believe in that process of, of that's the way you're supposed to go rather than just pfft, you're cut out and that's just the way it is. And, and that's it. It's like, we're not supposed to cut out everyone from the world, but I do think there's something to be said about who do you spend the most time with? Sure. You know? Sure. Like, like but your that's, inner circle. Cause there's studies that show if, you know, you will like, like the, the, th- like the three, it's like the three or five, I don't remember what it was, but the three or five people you spend the most time with, you will end up looking like down to the point of salary and money. You even, like it's unreal the stats, but I think as a Christian, there's so many times mm-hmm. where it's like, it, it's, 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 it's fun. It's a fascinating study, but more the fact of, you know, as a Christian, I think the thing is the fact of where do we spend the most time with and who do we spend the most time with? Like, do you have your inner circle? Right, but that's not and, a, that's not a different. 100% fair because people that have to go to a job are going to spend more time with those people than they do with their brothers and sisters that they grow up with. Right. And let me tell you something. I look at people like Rodney Buse or Tim Parsons or myself or other people that are out in the world in jobs where they spend more time with those people and I do not see corruption right? I see them influencing. And so that's why I say, I don't believe that study is a hundred percent true because it doesn't happen. Right. But that, that, that is true. And that's where the most time spent, you know, I consider you my inner circle. But it's also not chosen time. You know, that's, that's, you're going to do a job. So you have to be with those people. But like for you and me, like we spend hours together. Sure. So we will influence each other. Sure. In the same way where if, you know, if my kids choose a friend in school, Mm -hmm. And they choose to spend, you know, just not not even inside the school building, but outside of school with with bad influences. The chances of them picking and up those habits are that, and that's, that's what, what this Proverbs, is talking about. Right. That's what Proverbs it's, is talking, it's about. talking about gathering friendships that walking along I, with I, that cl- inner circle, like, like close kinship. Right, that inner circle. Right. right, exactly. And that's where he's saying avoid these. You know, don't don't walk with these people. Don't have your inner circle with a hot tempered person. Don't have your inner circle with with uh an angry person or a foolish person that's i think that's where he's right, the proverbs it says, are, are you know the one to. who and, and and this is where the proverbs are talking about where the fact of 
the one who walks. And whenever you see the word those who walks in Psalms or Proverbs, it's not literally like, hey, let's just go for a little walk. It's no, the fact it's of you are life doing together. life together right. with someone right. like that. And, you know, Janiel spoke into that a little bit where right. she said she was living life with these people, so she started to act this right. way. And, and that's the same way we, we have found that. And that's ourselves. why you have to be careful with friendships I would say close kinships, you know? Well, you have to be close, uh, careful with f- the friendships you choose, right? Mm-hmm. So I can be friends with a sinner, but I have to be careful of having close kinship, like you said, with uh, a person who doesn't know God because of that, right? That, that's that bad morals, corrupt, good intentions. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's not, I think, what a toxic person that they're talking to, right? I think as Christians, we need to realize that, right? And and when we deal with toxic people, we should be dealing with people in sin, and the only people we should deal, be dealing with in that aspect are Christians. So if we're dealing with toxic people as a Christian, then we're dealing with other Christians. So how do we deal with that? Well, there's a process. Mm-hmm. And I think there's something to be, and this is where the, the I should say, not the, not the situation, but like there's something to be said about it's, it's, Living an adult life is hard, you know? Sure. Like recently I've had, and I don't want to say use the word cut out, but since, you know, I've transitioned with having to focus really hard with my relationship with, with Beth and choosing Beth and the kids and dealing with the pain of my past and, and those relationships, there's been people who have, you know, I don't want to say sided with my ex, but pretty much have sided with my ex that I said, I can't be friends with you. And not because you chose her, so you chose someone living in sin, but even though you're trying to minister to her and, you know, and, and whatnot, it's the fact of I can't be in a relationship with someone like that right. and still protect and be who I need to be for But I don't think that those people are toxic, right? No, I would never call them toxic. I, I don't think, I think that that's an explanation of, hey, this chapter is ending in my life with these friendships. Right. So is that using wisdom? I think that that is, that's different than what we're talking about here, right? Because they're not sinning. They're not this toxic person, this narcissistic person. Well, unless you're dealing with the people like, you know, when all the stuff came out and people were trying to still be friends with, I don't want to go too much into it because that's doing some really big personal details that we don't want to ego. Yes and no, but there was a reason why they were trying to, I mean, there, yes, there was some people. And I think that those people, right, you have to put up that guard with, right? Right. Because they're choosing sin, and it's not that you're cutting them out of your life, you're just putting up a guard. I think there's a difference between putting up a guard, guarding your heart, and cutting people out. Cutting people out means you will never deal with them. Like, that's that's it. I'm not dealing like with Like, no you. more reconciliation. Yeah, there is no chance at reconciliation. That's a cutout. And I don't. I think the only people that we should be doing that with are those who or have done the unforgivable sin, which means that they are never going to come to God. And that's God's, and that's, that's up in God's hand. That <laughs> yeah. Ours. And that's yeah. Right. And that's when we just, we release them to God at that point. So, so to bring it back, what I'm hearing you say is the fact of Christians, are we so self-centered that we cared more about ourselves than other people? And when we say, you know, we got to cut the toxic people out. I can't be friends with them. I don't want to interact with them. Is that a correct thing that Christians should do? I, I think it goes back to depends on the situation. Have you done the process laid out in Scripture? And again, there's a difference between believer and unbeliever or, or, right. or proclaim believer. I'm, I'm, I'm only going to speak to just believer, okay. right? We know for unbeliever uh, that you, you, ha- you love them, right? Mm-hmm. And there's some people that you love and you keep them at arm's length, you are always there for them, but you know they can give you nothing, right? right. You know there's nothing that they're going to do, and they're going to try to use you. And and again, it goes back to... And is that And that's using wisdom. 
Well, uh, right? but again, it goes back to if a person, you know, asks for your cloak, you give them your coat too. If they ask you to go a mile, which actually comes back from the 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 Roman law in Jewish times where a Roman could ask you to carry his gear for one mile and it was only legal for up to one mile. And if they ask you to go one mile, you go two. Right, but I so, but that's also but they had a responsibility and then the sh- Christian are called to go above and beyond responsibility. Exactly. So but that's what I'm saying. We have a responsibility to love and to care for others, right? So and we as, can and love, as much as you are able. We can love and care for them but knowing we will get nothing in return, right? Right. That's what love is. That's what loving your enemy loving your your neighbor that that's your neighbor is not somebody you like right that's the whole purpose of the uh, the the story of the good samaritan the samaritan and the jew did not like each other <laughs> nope not at all and yet he still cared for him expecting nothing in return mm-hmm. right expecting that hey this guy's probably gonna hate me because that's just that's the relationship but that was his neighbor so I, I think there's an aspect of that as far as a, a unsafe person goes. You love expecting nothing in return. You love expecting to be spoken out against, to be you know trash talked, to all these things because that's they they don't know any better. And you have to keep that in your mind. And if you can't handle that, well, it's probably going to happen, and you're going to probably get offended. And that's why we can't be easily offended. <laughs> I mean, it's they and just it's don't know about it. Walk. And it is. Know, it's, and, I'm not saying it's easy. And, you know, people are going to be brutal going back to conversation from, you know, the last couple of weeks. And, you know, I pull this verse up again with Romans 12 where it says, don't repay anyone evil for evil. Give right. careful thought to what is honorable in everyone's eyes. And so that's flat out saying, like, you got to take care of yourself. Because as far as it is possible, not, not take care of yourself and cut people out, but more the fact of you need to make sure that you are doing all that you can to be members of reconciliation. Because right. it says, if, if possible... As far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. So can we control if people cut us out or not? No. No. Can we control if we cut them out? Yes. And so when dealing with toxic relationships, I guess here's here's the question that I know a lot of people are thinking of is the fact of you hear of like, you know, even if it's family, like a mom or a dad, should you ever fully extremely cut someone out? Now, if I think there's something to be said about, you know, like if, if your parent, you know, is an alcoholic drug addict, you have to protect the, your safety of your kids. Sure. And there's some regards to that. But do you ever fully cut them out? Like what you said, you just keep them at arm's length. Well, see, I, I would protect my family, but that doesn't mean that I you cannot interact that with, relationship. It doesn't mean I can't interact, right? I, I have to protect the innocent, just like as a as shepherd would do, right? I have to protect the flock, mm-hmm. but it doesn't mean I still can't interact with it, right? And so that's, I guess that's what I'm saying is that you have to be open for that reconciliation, with a person like that. And if they're if the with the world, I mean, you just can't expect any less. So you should always just be there for them knowing you're not going to get anything. And is this where the different goes where, you know, as Christians, we're called to be different from the world. And so the world is going to see other people as toxic because right. they can't do anything else. Right. But us as Christians, I guess here's the question of is how do we find it in and of ourselves to not view people as toxic and then to love them the way God loves them. Ask God for help because we will always view it the wrong way. And I guarantee it because we are emotional creatures and emotions carry throughout our lives. And then without God renewing our minds, we will see people that way. And it's, it it takes a heart change by God. We got to put in the effort, right? We got to, we got to spend time with God or else we're never going to get anything. Matter of fact, we'll probably, think less and less and less about God the less time we spend, right? Mm Because just like you said, 
the people you spend the most time with are the people who you're going to be the most influenced. Well, the same goes with your relationship with God. If you don't spend time with him, you're not going to be influenced by him. So you're going to think about toxicity in people and you're going to cut them out just like the world does because you're not spending that time with God and seeing them as God sees them, right? Now there is a step process for Christian believers. We should seek reconciliation. That's the purpose of going to them when you have ought or they have ought against you is for reconciliation. If reconciliation cannot be reached between you so and the them. So the goal is not to cut people out. The goal is reconciliation. Exactly. Now there's times where we have to, where it says, the Bible says, like, if you've done all that you can do, you turn them over. Yes. So that way, hopefully, hopefully, I mean, not hopefully, but just that God can say, but it's soul. not you. It's the church turns them over. Right. Mm-hmm. Cause you have to take it up. Right. There, there is a process there. It's like, um, it's like having a complaint, right? You take your complaint okay. to your shift manager, your shift manager comes with you. You try to talk about it. Still nothing. The, you and the shift manager go to the division manager. Division manager comes and talks about it. Still nothing. Eventually it has to go to HR. They still don't see it. They have to be fired. Like that's, that's that, it. it's a step process. So like that's what it is. And so um, now in that aspect, I know it's a bad analogy because there is no room for reconciliation at that point. And our hope is that there always is reconciliation on the other side, even after we turn them over to the devil, right? That he may destroy the body to save the soul. There's still that save the soul portion, which is reconciliation. And that's what we always hope for with a Christian brother or sister is that reconciliation portion. Now, we can't control once that happens or once we start this process what that person chooses to do. Most people that I've seen when this process has taken place don't make it to the very end before they, they bolt and they walk mm. uh, as far as the, the person sinning, right? It's too much. It's too hard. And typically, if they're living in sin and they haven't turned after the first or second encounter, they're not going to turn at that point in time. So, I mean, it's just one of those things, and it's not you cutting them out. It's them choosing to cut themselves out at that point because they're unrepentant. So so I, I, I hear what you're saying, and I agree with you. You know, it's more the fact that it's kind of funny where I – I ask questions and let you go. Um, Dang it. You were supposed to do all the talking in this episode. Yeah, I'm able to manipulate the situation. No, you toxic person. Oh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Britney buddy. Spears. Me. <laughs> um, but you know, I, I hear what you're saying and, and I, and I agree with you. And that's kind of where I was try, trying to come from this conversation. I was trying to set the stage and be like, okay, let's, let's knock out people's thoughts and let's sure. get a no, good biblical yeah, sure. perspective on this. And that's what I appreciate about you. And so I hear you and you know, you and I are both are very big on the fact of we need to be in the world. We need to have relationships with unbelievers. Now, do they need to be the innermost circle? We want to try to fit in with them. No, no. not necessarily. Now we, we want to invite them and bring them along in the process. Sure. We don't always, you don't have to, in, in order to impact somebody, you don't have to step into their sin and sin with them. Right. Exactly. You, you know what I mean? You don't right. have to, you don't have to, you have the choice to do that. And you shouldn't, no. you should never step in their sin no. to, to try to win. That. It's, it's That's like not person, what it means to become a Roman. It's, it's, it's kind of, <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like the person where it's like, you know what, in order to go win the drunkard, I just got to sit with them drunk too. I'm like, no, you don't have no, to get drunk no, off no, your no. butt. That's not what Paul was talking about. <laughs> right. No. And, but you know, but here's the kind of the conversation I'm thinking about is like, it makes sense. Like, you know, in the church, we got someone who let's be onyx. Uh, let's be onyx. Let's be honest. You're thinking of onyx coffee, are, aren't you? I'm thinking of onyx Pokemon. Um, <laughs> let's be, you like that one. But there's a, sometimes there's people in the church who are just, I would say toxic to the church family. And I've seen people mm. like that. And I have seen it where they start to, you know, they start to divide, they start to gossip. And I've yes. seen, and there's been, uh, I've been under pastors who are both amazing, who have said, this can't happen. 
we're not kicking you out, but something's got to change. We got to right. work on this. You got to you got to go up against that spirit of divisiveness, right? Spirit of the, you got to go up against it. I've seen other pastors ignore it, yeah. but here's this part that. But at the end of the day, it's still just random other people in the church, though. What happens though if one day you wake up and you realize it's like your spouse, ooh, you know, or if you're a teenager and it's your parents, mm. or if you're an adult and it's your child, well, like that's where it starts to get hard because now it's not just. Now, because we, we both agree that we're never supposed to just cut people out. Right. That's not the goal. The goal is reconciliation. However, we do say that, you know, we are called to judge insiders. So we can't say, you know, you know nobody can judge me by God. Hey, that should scare the bejesus out of you. Yeah. But the <laughs> fact gonna, of. He's going to judge way better than uh, we but, are. <laughs> but it flat out says, don't even eat with such a person who claims mm. to be a brother, but they're sexually immoral, they're greedy, they're idolatry, they're verbally abusive, a drunkard or a swinder. What happens if you wake up and realize that's my husband or that's well, my wife? What so, the heck do so you So here do? comes the sticky point, right? Because right. the two shall become one flesh, right? Right. This so is where it gets hard. You can't go, well, I'm not going to eat with you, right? <laughs> that's not how that works. Um, that is where I, th- here's my advice, Okay. My advice is if that that relationship is so toxic that there's abuse going on, I would strongly recommend separation. And and I'd agree with you. 100%. I'm not saying divorce, Let's right? Separate. Separation and tons of very pointed counseling. Not just one-on-one counseling and together counseling. But no way, no how should you put yourself in danger during that, right? And I agree. You should separate. Um, and I think the church, if you belong to a good church, they will back that until, but it should never be a, a separation with the term of we're just going to separate to divorce. It should always be separate with a common goal to hopefully come back in reconciliation, to, re- to repair that relationship, to stop the violence it may lead to the church saying, no, you're still sinning husband. You're still sinning wife and we have to cast you out and we're going to protect the other party. Right. And I think that's, that's a whole nother sticky situation, but it could happen. And and we are, and we're not here to talk about like, what are the, what are the biblical reasons for divorce or right. whatnot, but no. it's more just the fact of, yeah, if you're in, if, if you're in danger, get out. I, I always told my teens this too. Where's the fact of like, it doesn't matter if I'm not your youth pastor anymore. It doesn't matter if you're 40. If you're if you are phys- being physically abused and you seek you're help. you're in danger, my door will be open to Get you no out, matter what. Seek help. Right. And so the separation in order to call out the sin and then have bring people into those conversations. Yes. And but at the end of the day, like you said the goal is restoration, but the question is what happens if you can't? Now, I, a lot of times I've found that the 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 person who is doing the sinning the spouse they just go off and do whatever the heck they want to do. At that point, and, I, and, I, and I'm not talking personally. I'm right. talking about actual people I have counseled and, and that's helped. And that's typically what's going to happen is if there's some serious sin going on like that, and there's no want for reconciliation. On the and there's one been a lot of divorces and people being they're going to they're going to leave you. And First Corinthians seven talks about if an unbeliever, right at that point, we treat him as an unbeliever. They are not following God. They're unrepentant. I would probably just assume they're not a believer. But First Corinthians seven talks about. Um, if an unbeliever leaves, um, let them go. Mm-hmm. Right. So, so there's an instance for that. And then there's also, especially because most of the time, if there's abuse and stuff goes on and especially separation, they're probably going to end up with some sexual affairs going on. And then you have, and, and we've seen that with friends of ours. Right. And then you have another reason that not that I'm 
promoting divorce because I think divorce should always be the last option. But at that point, I don't think you're there's sinning. There's nothing for else you can do. There, there's not right. There, you're not sinning. As much as it's up to you, live at peace with one another. Right. So I think that's how you answer those. But I, I, I would say, uh, you know, toxicity can lead to abuse. Seek help. If it's not physical abuse and it's just mental abuse, still seek help. But uh, I don't know if uh, it's between you and, and your local church body, whether um, your pastor and you believe that physical separation needs to happen if there's no physical abuse. I'm not going to speak to that one way or the other. I think you need to seek out professional help. Um, from a Christian brother or sister, depending on who is the one that is having abuse done to them, on what you should do next. And and I'll I'll make this my final thought so we can land the plane after I have a water burp. That's kind of weird. But you know, <laughs> this is the thing about the the gospel of Jesus, right? The the Apostle Paul says it's a stumbling block to the Jew, the cross, and it's foolishness to the Greek. Now, in terms of it doesn't make sense. Like Jesus' death doesn't make sense. So therefore our lives don't make sense. So when there's a lot of people in your life say, hey, just cut out that toxic, cut out the toxic, cut out the toxic, and you say, no. Right. I'm going to handle it this way where, you know, if they're an unbeliever. Now, I think it's fair if if you're hanging out with some people and they doing not so good things. It doesn't say, you know, Proverbs doesn't say, you know, um, the one who walks with the wise will become wise. But a companion of fools, it doesn't say will become fools. It says you will suffer harm. Yes. It's, you don't need to rob the bank to be locked up as a bank robber. You just got to be with the wrong people at the wrong you time. You just got to be the lookout. <laughs> you just got to be there at the wrong place at the wrong time. Right. Even if you didn't do a thing, you're still guilty by association. I think there's a lot of truth to that where the fact of you got to, hey, yeah, you got to know who you're hanging out with to right. just understand, okay, if they go do this, I, I, that's probably not the wise thing for me to do. Right. And so what my mom did, and she raised me very well on this, the fact of there's a lot of people that my mom never said, you can't be friends with that person. But mm. what she would say is she would say, we probably won't go to their house. But if they want to come here, that's okay. Mm. And so I had friends with so many unbelievers growing up because my mom and, and dad very much were like, we're going to be friends with the neighborhood kids. We're going to be wise. We're going to do what right. we got to do. I'm be friends right. with their parents. But you're not going to their house because I know I know what their family's like. You're not going to go to their house because I know what their family's like. But they can come here because under right. here there are rules. There's protection. There's safety. Sure. And my mom was absolutely beautiful when it came to that. And, and Beth and I have talked about it of, you know what, if there's someone that we don't fully trust, they can come here, maybe not spend the night because we know what happens when they, a bunch of, you know, um, teenagers are just hanging out at 3 a.m. with bored and nothing to do. It's not right. always great things that happen when sure. that happens. A lot of fun, truth or dares. Um, and then they don't always end up well. But you got to be wise who you hang out with. That's just a fact. You know, you, you the, the people that you surround yourself with, I would say intentionally the most are the people who you most likely will end up being like. And that's why I'm sure. very, very thankful for you, dude, where we get to hang out hours every friday night yep during COVID, we was hanging together i intentionally during the worst part of my life i surrounded myself with you Devin, and and my counselor neil right and i and sadly i had to surround myself and, and, and scott i'll put scott in there too sure. and so like there's a lot so of i surrounded yeah, right, myself right. with but as life has happened like there's different seasons like i don't get to see so hardly at all anymore chapters close this. and that's it chapters close and there's other people where i said you know what because of just what's happened I have to choose this for now. And I'm yes. not saying, I'm, and I and I even fly outside and said, I'm not saying that we can never be friends again. I'm just saying for right now, I just have to choose this. Because to be honest, when I was a pastor, I had time and the ability to be friends with everybody and sure. anybody who breathed. Right. Now, I don't. Right. Well, and you got a lot more family now to take But they're not toxic. And, I'm not cutting them out. And that's the thing. You, you didn't, there's a difference between saying, hey, 
I'm not trying to defend the, myself. This, like chap- myself. this chapter has closed, and hey, I'm cutting you out, right? Right. It's just the fact that a chapter is closed. And so when it comes to toxic relationships, I think it's fair. I think both of us are kind of saying, this is a long lean in the plane, of can we ever call a relationship toxic? I would say maybe. I would say maybe. But should we should we cut people out because they're toxic? I just no. I just don't like the word toxic, right? Right. Because it, it insinuates that somebody is like so bad, like they're gonna kill you. That's toxic, you know. That's really, what, like it's, it's a cancer. Yeah, and, and to me, out. like you got to use wisdom, you got to use insight, you got to be wise. But we got to remember they're image bearers, correct? And that's the thing. Does God make toxic? And Christians are called to be different, and Does, it's not gonna make sense if we live this way. Yeah, to other people, right? I you just, know? right? Yeah, exactly. I just have a hard time with the word toxic. I so, just do. Sin, I have no problem. So how about this? In, in the RTC Facebook chat, after you listen to this conversation, we'll put a question in that Facebook about the fact of what do you guys think about this conversation? Because here's the fun yeah. thing. We always say, hey, let's continue the conversation. Some of y'all do. Most of y'all don't. But in Facebook, we really can. It's really Facebook. fun to have that conversation. Real Talk Christian Podcast Community. If you don't know where we're at, that's where the conversations are happening. It is. and But to, to, to land this plane, you know, I, there's a lot of people out there that we just need to use wisdom and how we interact. But is the, the, the goal of a Christian is to never, ever cut someone out completely unless, and let's be honest, it's a, it's a harm and a danger literally to your own life. But even then... In the end, we still want reconciliation. Here's God the deal. is a God of reconciliation. Exactly, because if, if anyone had a you know if anyone has the ability to cut people out, God should have cut us out. Ooh. Right. Oh well, he yeah he didn't even cut us out. We cut ourselves out a long time ago, and he's like, hey, here's an olive branch. Yep, that's what he did. So at the end of the conversation, do you have any other thoughts to to kind of close it? Because I don't I don't know how to really end it outside of we just had this really big conversation, and yeah. I don't know how to put a period on it. You know? Well, I think the best way to put a period on it is say, let's continue the conversation and reach out to us with your thoughts and opinions. Time for Fun Facts with Philly. <laughs> I like how you know you're like, it. cute. <laughs> well, it's, it's the cute laugh, man. It's right. the cute laugh. Well, dude, today, I mean... Th- I didn't want to turn this into a, a, a Mark therapy session. That was not the goal. That was not in any of the notes. And, 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 and it's He's more the fact It's of, the only note that's in here. It says Mark therapy session. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but it's, I think this is the fact of the fact of the Christian life is not always an easy yes, life. And right. just because you follow Jesus doesn't mean your life's going to be easy and that everyone's going to love you. And it's going to be all ra- uh, rainbows and daisies and unicorns and leprechauns and, you know, coffee that doesn't make you caffeinated and hyper. It's not going to be all like that. Are you relanding the plane again? I am relanding. <laughs> you the took plane. off and relanded it. <laughs> Screw it. I'm done talking. Fuller, let's end the conversation because we've got these people way too long today. So what's the fun fact? You, I love when my voice goes, what's the fun what's fact? The, what no, does the higher. fun fact say? So what does the fun fact say, Fuller? Well, I let's can't remember it. if I, I, this might be a repeat. <gasps> Is this maybe a duplicate? But I couldn't remember. So okay. I'm going to wait for you or our listeners to catch okay. it if it is. I have not looked. Because it is good. I have not looked intentionally. Fun fact. Riding a roller coaster could help you pass a kidney stone. After multiple people reported that they had passed kidney stone while riding Walt Disney World's Big Thunder Mountain Railroad ride, a research team from Michigan State University decided to investigate the phenomenon in 2016. They conducted tests with a model kidney and found <laughs> with, that with a model kidney with a model kidney and found that there was a sixty four percent 
kidney stone pass rate for those seated in the rear of the Thunder Mountain ride. <laughs> the number was just 16% for those seated in the front. So you got to be in the back if you want to pass a kidney stone. Who on earth decides, hey, we're going to try this. Well, we need to find a way to pass kidney stone. I want to know. Maybe dropping says, at full speed will do it. But it says multiple people had reported it, right? So who are they reporting it to? One. And how did Michigan State from Michigan and not or f- from Florida find out about it and who's go what school and research team goes we're going to go and investigate this with a model with kidney with a fake model kidney like I would have found somebody with a kidney stone and been like all right let's go so <laughs> I did look we've done one other roller coaster fun fact but it's the fact that they were invented to distract all Americans right, cool. from sin it decided to be a good, clean, fun pastime rather than all them sinful activities. Yes, sinners. That was, uh, I don't know what episode number it was, but it was from Christianity Behind the Screen when we were talking about social media. Wow, that was a while ago. Was it? Let's see. It was from uh, October of 2021. So, oh, I guess it was six that months. Ago. That's, like, that's like five months ago, though, bro. It's even longer than that. I don't know. But either way, that was a good, fun fact to end this conversation fun of a plane fact. that I kept wanting to take off and land. Take off and land. Uh, uh, I was getting a little seasick there. Or Did it feel like you were sick. on a roller coaster? <laughs> oh, I felt like I passed a kidney stone. Oh, goodness. <laughs> well, just like always, guys, we would, as we said, love to continue the conversation over on Facebook with the RTC community, Real Talk Christian Podcast community over on Facebook or on Instagram. We have a lot of fun Instagram stories over there. As Fuller said, subscribe on youtube even if you listen on audio subscribe on youtube but if you listen on youtube also listen to the audio because all the stats just kind of help and make sure to hit that notification bell (laughs) so that way if fuller shows up randomly on live you there no which do you want to be though that's a question only that you can answer for yourself but (laughs) oh goodness but if you want to know any other conversation that we've had or maybe you have a question about the basics of christianity go to realtalkchristianpodcast.com scroll down just a little bit and we have quick menu links for you to just figure out okay i have questions about this area of life including family and relationships like what we talked about today you can click that button see all the episode we did about that specific topic and you can also find ways to contact us and text us and everything else dm us and all those various things well, all Fuller, the fun things today was a fun conversation man so thank you for that thanks buddy so hey buddy until next time though take it easy